back to an all-new episode of We Called Soccer. I'm Caleb Olson, along with Sasha, last name. Um, Dan, I don't know how to pronounce it. He he won't tell me. <laughs> it's it snowed yesterday. It snowed seven and a half inches, which is apparently a record for the earliest it snowed. It's snowed? Snowed? Early it yeah. snowed three plus inches in Minnesota. Which is which is just great. I love breaking records in twenty twenty. They're never good records, like like uh man swarmed by record number of puppies or like record number of stimulus checks given out. And nothing nothing good or happy. It's always just like number record number of deaths and also there's seven inches of snow on the ground. Good luck. Drive home. You know, because I'm such a bastard for not telling you my last name. Maybe we should just go and say my last name is Snow. Are you the the Canadian rapper Snow? <laughs> Did you send an informer? I don't know. You're making the shit up, right? There's not a Canadian. Really? Really? Snow? You, Snow's Canadian, yeah. Well, I didn't know there was even a rapper named Snow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it it's It's not good. <laughs> just imagine... And I know this might be hard, but imagine a white person named Snow, but he raps in a Jamaican accent. It sounds painful. Also, remember, he's Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not great. Um, if you were a rapper, what would your name what would your name be? Karkov Monkey. Karkov Monkey. Yep, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I actually lived with an aspiring dumbass rapper. The year after I graduated college, me and two of my f- f- friends who also had just graduated college um, lived in a four-room apartment with an 18-year-old who was just like assigned to our apartment, and he wanted to be a rapper, and we I called him Skittle, because he was just a shitty M&M. God, he was so bad. <laughs> but Skittles are he, good, he, though. It's a sweet <laughs> M&M. Like, it's... Okay, he's... <laughs> Well, I can't call him black licorice because he was very, very white. <laughs> and that's the, the worst candy. So, uh, just, I don't know. Um, runts. Those those are trash, right? No, those runts, are... Oh, I also love runts, but it's, it's a good diss name, though. It is. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know what my rapper name would be. I'd probably, I'd probably just go like MC Caleb and be like, I'm not going to try and appropriate anyone's culture, man. I'm just going to be out here just like saying, just hyping all you guys all up, you know? That's it. <laughs> um, but Sasha, unlike last week, there was a game. Minnesota played a game, an actual game. We did learn that last Wednesday's game, um, Chicago was po- that was postponed to due to another positive test. It was a false positive, which is good news for the Loons. However, bad news for the Loons. Our game against Houston was a draw, two-two draw. Um, Another drive in Houston, but they were up to nothing at halftime, and then just forgot to come out of the locker room in the second half. Um, yeah, we didn't look that great despite storing two goals. Yeah, it, it definitely seemed like the offense and defense were on separate pages because Finley did great, and his first goal came with assist from Lude off a back heel from Kai Kamara. So, like, all three of them seem to be on the same page, but the first goal we gave up, Chase, you know, he typically does play up, so it's not uncomfortable, but he wasn't able to get back in time. And, you know, even though Ozzy was on the field, he wasn't able to track back in time. He's up there in age, so he's not going to be that fast. 
and it was suddenly like four Houston players against you know Box Hall and Debassi. Debassi, uh, you know, they were both trying to like cover Quintero, and they're not able to stop the pass. So, yeah, and I think that's something we see when uh, Lewis is on the left. I think it's kind of a consensus that he is best on the right. Um, unfortunately, it's also where Finley is best. But when he's on the left, he doesn't really cover as much for um, for uh, Chase as he goes forward. Yeah. So that, that's, that space behind him was left open. And also, Ozzy Alonso came on the field. He was on the bench, started on the bench, but Asani Dotson injured his ankle on a late tackle. I don't remember by who, but the guy should have been sent off. It was very late from behind and studs up on the calf, which caused Asani to roll the ankle. Um, he tried to continue, but it was ended up being taken off for Ozzy. So the good news is that Ozzy was back and looked all right. Then not 100%, but he hasn't played in a while. But the bad news is Asani out for we don't know how long yet. No update from the club about that. Um, probably will know more before the game on Saturday against Cincinnati. But it's really no excuse for blowing a two-goal lead again to Houston. Um, but I, I agree with you that Kai Kamara and Lude and Finley linked up very well for that first goal. It's a, really the one time they actually showed some sort of chemistry. They need to be more consistent, in my opinion. Um, there were times where they were kind of not in the right, in the right position for each other. Like one would go one way and the other would pass to where they thought they were going. Would be his right. Who who did who had a I think a really good game was Jatori Hayes, um, who again in your words can fuck up a defense. And he did with that through ball to, for Ethan second. It was perfectly placed. And who know that Ethan had a left foot. Both of his goals started with his weaker left foot. And yeah, he looked really good. Yeah. DSC looked good in goal, had some good saves, but unfortunately, some unlucky bounces. And that, like you said, that four on two counterattack from Houston. But what can you do there except for hopefully get lucky? Yeah. Um, honestly, I watched this entire game. Uh, you missed some of it. Mm-hmm. I think we were lucky to get a draw, but it still feels like a loss. Yeah. Um, if you, if you want to get some consolation. Going into this, Houston is very much an offensive team. That's where all their strength is. So it's no surprise that we scored two goals on them really quickly because we have that class. But also it's no surprise that then when we are caught off guard with a counterattack where we get pushed off the ball, that they can blitz us and get two on us. So I don't think we should feel too bad, Mm -hmm. but we do, like, those aren't mistakes we can have if we want to, like, make it past the first round of playoffs. Um, So... I don't know. As for the front line, like I think we we can build chemistry pretty quickly. I know Lute on the left throws things off. I feel like that has happened all season. It's always like the the pass or the overstep is wrong with him on the left. But mm-hmm. you know, if we can, you kind of do like a switch hitter thing with him and Finley on the right, and have you know Molino or any or Edwards on the left, like we'll have a good attacking offense with like a lot of fast people who can get crosses in to Kai Kamara. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with you. It would be interesting, interesting to see Ethan on the right and having them both cut in. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can do it with the 10 and plot that space up and 
as far as I've seen, Kai Kamara really likes to come deep and clutch the ball, which I don't like. Um, and I should should mention that the the team didn't release who tested positive, but it was kind of easy to tell from the match day eighteen that um, uh, Jose Aja and Emmanuel Reynoso were left off that match day eighteen. So hopefully they get better soon from come back, and this team looks will look better with Reynoso in this lineup. But I think that brings us to our first... We've been dancing around it for a little mm-hmm. bit. I think that brings us to our first question from our Slack channel. Um, from Chris, has Heath managed to break Kai Kamara? He scored one goal, and it was a penalty, I think. It was, Chris, you're right. Even if not one goal in five games, four of them in which he started, in all caps, ain't great Bob which I think he's referencing Fernando Bob, who was not great, so correct. <laughs> if you want to ask us a, a question, it's only $3 to join the Slack channel. You can ask us a question, and we have to answer it, probably. That, that might be contractually obligated uh, obligated to answer your questions. So, Sasha, um, is Chris, is his inkling correct? I hope not. I, there is that <laughs> there is that joke that, like, you know, is, is Heath the striker whisperer? No, or, or is, he the Heath, is he the striker doomsayer? I think Kai Kamara is kind of above it altogether. He's, he's He has so much experience in this league. He is just like a Puma waiting to strike. And when he's ready to, he will. He will bring those goals. Um, he just has to get, like, you know, adjusted with his wingers and this constantly changing, you know, uh, midfield behind him. So I think we're fine. You know, Jacory Hayes will learn to pick him out or he'll, like, he'll learn to get passes from Finley and Lute and it will, it will, it will work out. I'm not worried yet. Good. Uh, I'm, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried. Um, well, it's 2020. Doing... We're all constantly a little worried. Right. Right. Uh, NASA has like a, a press conference either today or tomorrow about the moon. I'm like, oh no, it's going to explode soon. That's what they found out. I mean, I, if only. I mean, fingers crossed for that one, honestly. Like, like oh no, the moon is racist. We have to cancel the moon. Um, but. I guess that brings us to our next question um, from Mike D. Again, maybe the Beastie Boys rapper. We we cannot confirm or deny if he is or not. Um, what does Heath have to do to lose his job? And he, he'd have to do a lot, I think. This weird shortened season, the quarantine and the pandemic, I think, I think a lot of coaches who would normally be fired are safe. Um, there are some rumblings in L.A. that uh, Galaxy head coach uh, Stilato might be on the way out, but they have been abjectly terrible. And Minnesota really hasn't been that bad. Like, we're still in a playoff spot. We probably won't get home field, a home field game in the playoffs, but again, without fans, does that really matter? And I think the playoff spot is good enough for this ownership group. I think next year will be the year that all his seat might start to get a little bit warmer, but as of right now, I think Heath is fine. And it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but the tournament still was a great performance by the loons. We, was it the semifinals? We semifinals in that, uh, COVID tournament in Orlando. It's not the name of it, but that, that's probably the name of it. Um, and he's, we're currently what, fifth place in a playoff spot in the West, which is a very tough division, honestly. And 
in order to lose a job, he'd have to, I think, fall out of the playoffs. And then, even then, it's a long shot with this weird circumstances around this season. Yeah, I think he. I think he'd be able to like make a case for himself, even if we don't make playoffs, which would suck. Um, but I think <laughs> it, it would. I think we don't need to worry about that too much yet, because as you mentioned, like no. the Western Conference is really competitive. And LAFC and Portland played this week, and they got a draw, which is good for us. And Nashville faced Dallas, and they beat them three nil, which is exactly the result we want. An Eastern Eastern Conference team knocking down a team that is like right behind us, and just, right yeah. behind us. Yeah, I think that brings us to our to the next topic of MLS. Nashville. I just want to. I just on the notes, but Nashville's been doing particularly very well in the East. Like for an expansion team, I think people thought like, oh yeah. Beckham's Miami is going to be the team to beat for one of the best teams in the in the East. But Nashville have built their roster well. Uh, defense first, looks like. And, I mean, Dunlady scored recently, which is good to see. And they're getting good goals. And they beat Houston earlier in the week as well. I'm jealous of them as a MLS, uh, Minnesota fan. Like, oh, man, if we could have been like that team... In our first year, that'd have been great. But so credit to uh, the head coach of uh, Nashville. Your name is Dave Smith because you're not in the notes, and I totally forgot about this until right now because Sasha mentioned you beat Dallas. But getting you guys in Nashville, uh, congratulations to Eric Miller and Abu Dhabi, especially former loons. Once a loon, always a loon. Um, let's another another little quick bite here. Orlando City have clinched the playoff spot for the first time in MLS history. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Oscar Pereja doing great work there. Again, Strawn showing in the MLS's back tournament. That's the name of it. Not the COVID Cup. <laughs> um, Not the Mickey Mouse Cup. <laughs> I mean, close. <laughs> so congratulations to them and their fans that are cool. Um, not the ones that dodged Ted Uncle a year ago. <laughs> um some news came out in MLS recently. Uh, the Supporters' Shield will not be awarded this season as of right now. Um those of you who don't know, the Supporters Shield is given to the team with most points in all of MLS, East or West. Um, it's like the regular season trophy, and then we have the playoffs. So, Sasha, what what do you think? Was was this a good decision or a bad decision by the committee? Uh, before we get into that, I just want to say, like, the only thing it, it took for Orlando to finally clinch the playoffs was not have Kaka and have... Uh... <laughs> Have Tom an actual yeah, team? have Tom Dwyer get injured as early as possible in the season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their rookie striker Daryl DK should win rookie of the year. He's been phenomenal for yeah, them. Yeah, and have Chris Mueller. Yeah, sorry. sorry. Anyway, yeah, back yeah. to the Sports yeah. Shield. This, I was actually on the wrong side of this. I think when it first broke on Twitter, because I was siding with the committee, because their argument was because the season has been so erratic and not consistent and COVID has been uh, like changing how many games these teams can play. The award shouldn't be, shouldn't be given out. But then I saw a post about the history of the supporter shield going all the way back to the nineties. Uh, when they talked about how MLS had a different structure, you know, we had a regular schedule. We had games with, you know, determined by shootouts and golden goal. Like, and the whole point of the shield was to reward the team at the end of the season who had been the most competitive within that within that season, despite all the factors. 
so that should still be true today for Toronto. If I mean they're the ones who are currently up, but also Philadelphia Union is in that conversation. And I understand why they're pissed. Yeah, and Toronto FC is currently in the pole position for the Supporters Shield. Um, played a great season so far. Played a lot of those games away from Toronto in New York Red Bull Stadium. And Toronto head coach Greg Vanny, not happy. Um, from what I've seen online and from Twitter, from the uh, reporters that cover him regularly, this next quote you're about to read is like, he's, he's a very reserved um coach not very emotional this is basically the equivalent of him like punching a wall or the base of the committee um quote my players are pissed it is a huge sign of disrespect to the players it has arguably been the most difficult season in the history of our league where people have put their health at risk to play and put games on television for fans this season has required a huge commitment from all teams people were genuinely afraid of for their health it's a disgraceful decision that delegitimizes the whole idea of the shield in our opinion. Those who made the decision are like kids in a park who take the ball away when the game is, isn't, isn't going their way. It's childish and a symbol that they don't know how sports operates. And I would have to agree with him. If I was a Minnesota sports fan or if I was a Toronto fan or say Minnesota is in pole position of the supporter shields and the MLS is like, you know what? Not this year. I'd be pissed. Any any fan, any coach would be pissed if they coach this team and all the year and through all these obstacles, going down to Orlando for two months and then flying back to Toronto and then quarantining, getting back to Canada, then going to a different stadium in New York and staying there because you can't go back to Toronto because you'd have to quarantine again. It And then... To play extremely good football at the same time and not get the trophy you deserve, it's infuriating, and it should be, it should be reversed in my opinion. I don't care how many games have been played. The season has been shortened under unforeseen circumstances. At the beginning of the season, the supporter shield was going to be was going to be awarded. It should be awarded at the end of the season. Yeah, they announced like. At the beginning, like, oh, this is this year, we're not going to award this for whatever reason with no games being played. Fine, but this town came out of nowhere and was announced before really anything could really happen. And hopefully, they go back on it. I would hope so, especially for Toronto's and their fans. Like, it's it's a trophy, it's a major trophy, it's the regular season award, and they deserve it. Yeah, if they ended up <laughs> watch they'll like lose every single game and Columbus will beat them. So, like, but whoever wins, yeah. I mean, so what if, yeah. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Like, so what if Colorado doesn't get to play all their games? Like, they weren't going to win it anyway. The rest of the season, they could be playing San Jose and FC Cincinnati. They're still not going to win the Shield. Toronto and Philadelphia (laughs) legitimately, (laughs) no, I'm just just saying, um, you know. And yes, we we have had a weird season where we're like, Nashville's good. Well, also, like, a third of their games have been against Dallas. So are they good? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we played Dallas a bunch, and they've beaten us. Yeah, so. it's true. Yeah, um, yeah. I hope I hope they return that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
the kind of brings to our next question. Um, this question is from Mike D again. It, it's in reference to an article on the Athletic from by Sam St- Sam Stachel, um, kind of covering how minority and majority owners of MLS teams have used their money in politics. And the question is, what's your take on the Athletic article about owners donating to causes that go against the recent MLS social justice movements and their uh, Sam does a very good job of kind of laying the story out. Basically, he follows the money through a bunch of the minority and majority owners of, diff- of different MLS teams and where they're donating their money in, in, in this election year. Um, most notably, and this isn't trying to pick on anyone's fans or anyone's uh, uh, any of the supporters of the teams, but Austin FC and Nashville FC, um, he points out early in the article, um, donated to anti-LGBT plus um, PACs or candidates, while um, like Austin sold a pride patch. Um, Nashville um, Nashville uh, has players in the B, uh, Black Players Coalition MLS group and their majority owner left his company because his company tweeted out a message for in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, so Sam broke all, down all of the donations to each team, what went to uh, GOP politicians in their packs and what the Democrats in their packs and went to uh, bipartisan packs. So in this list... Um, eight MLS team owners uh, gave more money to Dems than the GOP, um, including your Seattle Sounders, Sasha, so feel good about that. Um, the main stakeholders in the three Canadian teams, the owners of both New York clubs and Orlando City, couldn't donate to either uh, to political causes in the U.S. because their majority and minority st- stakeholders are not U.S. citizens, so they were not in that list that Sam made. Um, total 500 of, oh, sorry, 5.02 million donated in total, 2.84 to GOP politicians and PACs, 1.96 to Democrats and their PACs, and 222K to bipartisan packs, including, uh, for some reason, the Democrat, the DFL was a, the Democratic Farmer Labor, Labor Party in, Emble, in Minnesota was a, was in the bipartisan, by or like other category. So, uh, how that affects Minnesota? Minnesota donate uh, the owner, owners donated seventy nine thousand, fifty thousand of that going to GOP candidates or their P or their PACs, and then I think it was twenty nine or twenty four going to Democrats or and their PACs, and then the rest of the four thousand was a miasma of either bipartisan or DFL stuff. Legalized marijuana now party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that'd be cool. I don't think Bill Maguire is that cool though. Um, so b- basically, teams selling either BLM themed gear, like there's the Minnesota dot United dot that Minnesota United has been selling on bite patches. Uh, I said before, Austin has sold LGBT um, uh, pride patches. I think every team sells pride jerseys. So to see them donate to candidates like David Perdue in Georgia who 
this marriage is a man and a woman and the sanctity of that and is very disheartening and very hypocritical that you basically they're saying that they support that cause as long as that supports their lining their pockets but also they don't want it to happen like they're, they're basically selling the pride gear and black lives matter gear while funding it to go away like which is a real slap in the slap in the face and like you said it's it's completely hypocritical so just consider it like no team's not going to do a pride scarf because then they would be like you know charlotte this past year charlottesville north carolina sorry and Sierra Charlotte, Charlotte yes. Yeah. Oh, North Carolina Courage. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. but thing is, like, you as a consumer have to be like, well, I know that money is not going to go in my best interest. I'm just spending it on a team or or products that are outside the team, maybe the supporter group where you know it's going to go, you know. Yeah, and if you're a Minnesota fan, spend it at the supporters groups because I know they support that and don't, like, double talk their support for that stuff. Yeah. So. If you want to show up for the LGBT and, community, like in Minnesota, it's really easy. We got a gay soccer bar, you know, run by you know the leader of the Red Loons. You can it's easy to support, and you get a beer. Yeah, and it's a great place to go and watch soccer. Yeah, or drag shows when they happen again. It's really great when they both combine. You you you're, you just <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a great night where you get drunk, Dodo Soccer Dame, come back, and there's a drag show. It's like oh, I forgot this is happening, and then you just have yeah. it's lot of fun um so let's move on to oh it, it's time for sasha's surprise oh, questions <laughs> all right sasha last week you said that your russian team was spartak moscow you threatened to study so i'm gonna test okay. you i decided to not back down again if this is new this if you're new this week these questions are totally serious all about spartak moscow there's no joke questions because that would be dumb who wants to have fun on a podcast um Question one, when did Spartak Moscow last win the Russian Premier League? Uh, 2016? Yes, correct. <laughs> Number two, name one player on the current Spartak Moscow roster. Oh, my God. <laughs> 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 oh, it's kind of like um, uh, Vasily uh, something. Is there a Vasily on the, on the roster? <laughs> there, there's not. Do you want to have another guess? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a uh, currently a player who's on loan from Chelsea. What? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 Dimitri something. We'll go with Dimitri. Dimitri Markitsov. Markitsov. <laughs> also, that player who's on loan was uh, is a uh, Victor Victor Moses. Victor Moses. Okay. On loan from Chelsea. Okay. okay question three, and again, all about Spartak Moscow. Yes. All serious. What does Quibi stand for? What? Quibi. <laughs> is that the, is that, what does Quibi stand for? Is that the weird streaming service? Like, like 10 minute, 10 or 5 minute episode streaming service or something? Mm-hmm. Okay. What does it stand for though, Sasha? Uh, opportunism in a, in a COVID <laughs> environment? I don't know. Uh, quick Bite. It stands for Quick Bite. Okay. How long was Quibi an active streaming service? How long? Like, is it, is it already canceled? I don't know. Like, eighteen months. Um. Well, it stopped today. <laughs> <laughs> it's been. It went for six months and fifteen days. 
talk about breaking records. <laughs> yeah, it's real bad. Who knew that t- watching a movie in ten minute increments was not the right like funding to right the not the right uh, streaming service to dip behind. Right. All right, question number five. Who is Spartak's biggest rival? Ooh, it is either Zenit St. Petersburg or CSK Moscow. Uh, Wikipedia said CSK okay. Moscow, so that's what I put down. Uh, number six, lightning round. Ooh. You have three seconds or oh, less God. in each of these. There are eight total questions in this question six, so it's like six A. I know how you'd have a math homework sometime. Like, oh, it's only one through four questions, but it's like one A, B, C, D, E, F. It's like, ah, oh, be here all night. All right. Are these real or fake Quibi series? Oh, God damn it. Okay. Number one, Spielberg's After Dark. Real. Real. Do you know what the gimmick for that one was? No. It was a horror series, anthology series, written by Steven Spielberg. You could only watch After Sunset. It wouldn't work if it was daytime, which is, again, dumb. Number two, Bam Margera's Last Shot at Love. Uh, real? That's okay. fake. <laughs> ten minutes. Number ten three. Minutes <laughs> okay. No, number three, My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Real? No, well, it's not a. It's a fake Quibi series. It was on CISO, which is also another defunct streaming service. Number four, Fathamaka. Real. That is real. I don't know what it's about. It did not have its own Wikipedia page. Number four, number five, Take My Wife. Fake. Fake Quibi series. Again, <laughs> real CISO series. I'm starring, uh, what was it? Rhea Butcher and Christian Esposito. About a uh, lesbian couple called Take My Wife. It was very funny. Number five, Agua Donkeys. Oh God, I, I'm, I'm worried to say. <laughs> I want to say fake because I don't want this to be real. No, that's oh, real. God. Number six, killing Zach Efron. Real? Please. Yeah, I don't know how that ended. <laughs> Hope he's all right. <laughs> Number seven, Gloop World. Fake. No, that's real. It's a stop motion animation show on Quibi. Number eight, Hidden America with Jonah Ray. Real. Fake Quibi series, another real CISO series. I think it's on Verve now, which is not defunct as last time I checked. Oh, God. Okay. All right. I only have one more question for you. Okay. What is Spartak Moscow called by their fans? Uh, What is the fans' nickname for the team? Uh... Krasny, uh, it's the Red Whites. The, 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 I believe that's the official nickname. But what is the what do the fans I call don't them? Know. What do they call them? The Meat. <laughs> the origins of this nickname belong to the days of the foundation of the club in the nineteen twenties, because most of the players were food industry workers. Makes sense. And we're meat packers, basically. <laughs> One of the most favorite slogans to both the fans and the players apparently is, quote, who are we? We're the meat. Yeah, we are. <laughs> how their... <laughs> how their uh, uh, shirt sponsor isn't... 
uh, what was that? Petridge Farm? No, was it? Is that that? There's that commercial. We got. Oh, it should be Arby's. You're right. It should be Arby's. <laughs> we got the meats. Yeah. We got the meats, should, and that should just be there. It should be. And they're Russian, so they'll fit right in with the uh, nihilist Arby's <laughs> <laughs> Twitter account. I'm almost worried that just be, that'd be like whale meat, though, <laughs> not not beef. <laughs> Time flicks by. Dimitri started an own goal. We lose one nil. Eat Arby's. <laughs> anyway. Moving on. That has been Sasha's questions. You did you did pretty good that time. Thanks. Again, uh, Quibi, it was a real thing that happened. Uh, apparently lasted for six months. That was promoted by their flagship show, Punked with Chance the Rapper. Again, the stupidest fucking idea. Was like, if I'm sitting on the toilet, I don't watch YouTube for... Like, I won't watch anything for 10 minutes. I just go to YouTube. Like, like yeah, exactly. the need was already filled apparently, by... They didn't know what YouTube <laughs> yeah. was. YouTube and Twitch exist for when you don't want to be invested in something for too long. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Uh, quick, some uh, quick bites. Some quick bites for you for an NWSL. A Quibi, if you will. Is that copyrighted anymore? I don't know if it is. Uh, lawyers are telling me that we don't have lawyers. So, um, in NWSL, uh, the Los Angeles team name was revealed to be Angel City FC, which is a pretty dope name, if I'm honest. Yeah. Uh, Natalie Portman announced it on some late night talk. Fallon? Yeah. yeah Over at, at Producer Nick's house, she, she announced it uh, with Fallon. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the, the less cool Fallon. <laughs> but yeah, this, I'm, I'm, I think I, Fallon has yeah. her own has her own light show. She should she should try to like compete with Jimmy Fallon. I, I, she might not have a late show, yeah. but she's probably one of the owners of LA uh, Angel, Angel City FC. I almost said the wrong name. She's definitely yeah. she's definitely funnier than <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. Let's move on to USL uh, playoffs in full swing now. Semifinals are. Uh, El Paso versus Phoenix in the West and Louisville versus the Tampa Bay Rowdies. Hashtag Iron Brew for the lads. Um, that has been something that was started by uh, some fans of Tampa Bay Rowdies and some Twitter buds of TN fans. Uh, Fat Seven Deuce, Mike Pendleton, and the Unused Substitutes podcast. Apparently, Iron Brew is a Scottish drink that tastes like cream soda. That apparently they did in Tampa Bay, and I don't know how this whole start thing started, but we are fully behind the Rowdies, and this is officially a hashtag Iron Roof of the Lads podcast. Uh, no, I think we're going choo-choo all the way for the locomotive, because we need them to knock out Phoenix. Well, that's, yeah, but then Rowdies can beat them in the, in, in the championship. Ooh. I think for the Ooh. first time in this history of this podcast, we're on opposite sides of an issue. Oh my god! How will we survive? It's the first time this ever. Is the first time ever. <laughs> um, some notes here uh, about the USL playoffs. Phoenix was initially given home field advantage for the final, but relinquished it after some blowback. After the reason they died in the first place, because uh, San Diego Loyal walked off because one of their play- one of Phoenix's players uh, used a homophobic slur on Colin Martin. So they relinquished. So I guess. It's good that they did that. It's they made the right move. Um, their coach, Rich Chance, is back from administrative leave for the semifinal, which is not. I don't know. It's like 
one good move and one like I mean I guess whatever but like not a great move on their part but maybe if they lose he'll be fired who knows who knows so you're predicting an El Paso victory yeah in the attack thing? I, right. I want it to be yeah all right, Iron Brew for the lads. Still rowdies. Okay. We're going to some painful news. Some really painful news, especially for me as a Liverpool fan. In the EPL. Virgil van Dijk out for most likely the rest of the season with a torn ACL. Uh, he's injured by goalkeeper Jordan Pickford in the Merseyside Derby. Uh, van Dijk was ruled to be offside in the play, but at the same time, even if he was offside, Pickford still had a horror tackle on him. Don't think it was intentional, but it was still a red card offense, in my opinion, in the box, which should have been sent off and a penalty. Um, instead, there was nothing, offside was called and there was nothing given to Pitford. Uh, I don't expect him to be disciplined afterwards because there wasn't a red card given in the match, but really poor officiating there. And then... I don't want to get into it, but Liverpool should have won that match, and it's Everton. They they drew 2-2, but Jordan Henderson did score the winner. But I guess the long mole hair on Sadio Mane's elbow was offside or whatever. It's horse shit. I think the Premier League doesn't know what clear and obvious means, and they should really take that into question when they view, review offside well, or not goals. My question is like, is it is it the have the refs really been this bad all along, or are they like are the people in, in the VAR booth just like circus tigers? I mean, like who the fuck? I, I saw that picture. Like Mane's like is it how he's not? Yeah, I I think they're taking VAR too far. I think they should go with the the call on the field, and then if there's a, it's clear and obvious. Like if Mane was like a st- like one, one step, step beyond, beyond, like clearly beyond. beyond. The defenders then call it like his full body is beyond, or like even like his he's leaning back and his right his right foot is beyond the last defender. But if it's an elbow hair or if it's a pinky toe, leave leave it as given on the field. Don't overturn that. That's just my opinion, but whatever. Uh, Arsenal had a hard fought game against Man City. They lost one nil due to a Raheem Sterling goal. Um, any thoughts on the game there? Sasha. It was actually a pretty competitive game, so I'm not too worried about that loss. One nil, whatever. It's 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 not a big deal. What is a big deal is that Ozil was left off of Arsenal's 25 man squad, meaning he will no longer be eligible to play in any of the competitions, Europa League or Premier League, until after January. And at this point, it looks like they're pretty much packing his bags for him. Yeah, his contract's up in the summer, yeah. correct? Do you, do you have any idea where he, do, you, do you have any ideas where he might go or is it like MLS or or China or you know, back to Germany? I'd like to believe he actually stands up for his values that he like pushes on Twitter and so he wouldn't go to China just for the money. Um, it'd be cool if he came. I mean, he has enough of it from Arsenal. Yeah, really, like literally getting paid more than anybody else <laughs> to sit around. Like the dude's loaded. We're talking three hundred twenty thousand pounds a week. It's, it's, uh, less okay. than that now, because he, he's he's paying for uh, Dennis salary, which is good. Yeah, um, if he came to MLS, I could see him. It, I, honestly, DC needs a boost. Chicago probably would dole out for him. It'd be really cool if you know Philly was just like, hey, we'll just take that little bit of money we 
turned over from Brendan Aronson, put her towards getting this big name player. Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, one more question yeah. for you about Mr. Dozel. Would you want him in Minnesota black and blue? Yes. Hands up. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. he's like, I mean, this is an unfair comparison because Ozzy's been playing games, but he is kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of a player that like I've always adored. So like as soon as they come, I'd be like, I want that jersey. I just, I want it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I mean, I feel the same way about James Milner. He's still playing well for Liverpool, but if he like at the end of his contract went to Minnesota, but I'm buying all of the jerseys with his name on it for sure. Well, I mean, Milner might, even though he's he's up there in age, he still does amazing goals. 30? Like, like yeah. I watch him, I'm like, he put, yeah. he played for City. Yeah, he played very yeah. well today. Yeah, so. uh, I don't. That part of his career, I'm not a big fan. Oh, that's of, funny. But <laughs> he played it for. <laughs> that's why I loved him the most, ironically. <laughs> oh my god. This is the second time we've disagreed on something on the whole entire podcast. Oh, yeah. The schism is going to happen right before the moon explodes. Um, We'll we'll get out of the way, you know, before the moon explodes. (laughs) Or is racist now. I I forget what we were. Um, I'll bring your spirits up, though, after Arsenal lost to Man City. Tottenham was up 3-0 against West Ham United. In the 82nd minutes, Gareth Bale came on. And by full time, wham! With the exclamation point, they earned it in this game. Tied the game three three. Um, Manuel Lanzini with a fucking beauty of a goal, just one times from outside the box into the top, very top ninety of that goal. And I don't understand how it went in, but it was so glorious when it did because it wasn't against my team. <laughs> I think we both can enjoy when Tottenham loses. So, yeah, I'm definitely. <laughs> I mean, you more than me, but also just like it. It's so nice. Like, if they lose, if or draw, or if any of the other big teams just get upset, I'm like, oh, it's beautiful. See, yeah. when, it happens, when it happens to Liverpool, I'm like, no, it's the worst. Why? Yeah. Um, quick up. Speaking of up, uh, upsets in, against Liverpool, quick update on the Premier League table. One of those teams that upset them, Aston Villa, is cur- currently uh, has a hundred percent record. Set in place with the Damon Hand on lead leading Everton, as we all expected. Um, I think Aston Villa is the first time they've won all four games, first four games of the Premier League in their history. Don't fat check me on that. As long as I've been watching it the It sounds league. correct. Yeah. It sounds correct. Um, we, we thought last year's season was going to be crazy with like the whole three-month break. It's... The craziness doesn't stop with that season. It's even more wild now. Um, Champions League, though, Sasha, started this week. European competitions. Woohoo! Uh, Arsenal play tomorrow in the Europa League against who? Was it again? Uh, something VN. Rapid VN from from Austria. Uh, Austria. Yeah. Yes, from Austria. We learned it from Austria. Um, we knew it all along. Think, think they'll, yeah. Think they'll win? I mean, they better. I mean, if, if there's one thing I know from last year is that like Pepe does best in like Europa League. So that's when he comes out, and does the crazy braces. So if he's up on the pitch instead of William, or if they're both on there, they'll win. All right, you heard it here first. Arsenal's going to win three nothing. Yep, that was, that's definitely what Sasha said. No, he didn't say anything else. Just Arsenal's going to win three nothing. For my name is Nastasha, last name. Uh, so, quick notes on the games that did happen. Um, just some notable, we're not going to know every single game that would take a while. And these shorter episodes, I think, 
keep the energy going between us. So we're keeping a little short under an hour as often as we can. But um, Munich, Bayern Munich, keeping their undefeated streak alive in the Champions League with a four 0 win over Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid, who were famed for their hard nosed defense, just <laughs> looked like a giant sieve out there. Yeah, if, I think there's if there's one thing more certain than the moon exploding tomorrow, it's that Bayern will come in and just demolish any team, no matter how good their re- yeah. their reputation is. <laughs> they looked really good in that game. Uh, Liverpool won. Ajax nil. This is important because we have a clean sheet with our backup goalkeeper who wouldn't start on any other Premier League team. So like, it's pretty good. Um, Fabinho, man of the match for me. Uh, fantastic clearance off the line filling in uh Virgil van Dijk's shoes it's really nice when the second best center central defender in the world is was our central midfielder for a long time <laughs> um own goal for Liverpool for the win um but subbed in late um was Shatiri, Diodo Jota and Minamino as our front three with a plan position by Klopp and those three were really well together but just couldn't get past Andre Onana who looked very, very good in goal for Ajax um, Man United 2 PSG 1 Man United scored all three goals in this game though. yeah I, I wanted to uh, give you a little trivia and say PSG had Neymar Mbappe and, uh, and Di Maria on the field who scored the goal for them it was Anthony Martial with an own goal for Manchester United. And thank- yeah, well, yeah, and thankfully Rashford, <laughs> his teammate, came and got the clutch win uh, with the late second goal. Um, he actually had an outstanding match. He was, like, blown past like PSG's defense, probably because they're not used to playing defense in their league. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ooh, the shade, the shade. Anyway. Uh, and probably the best game of the first round of Champions League, Real Madrid 3 no, sorry, sorry, I read that wrong. Real Madrid two, Shakhtar Donetsk three. Shakhtar Donetsk, the Ukrainian team who haven't been playing at their own home stadium for the longest time because of Russian interference and invasion of the of Ukraine Peninsula. Um, Shakhtar also had 10, pl- 10, 10 players out due to positive COVID tests, and they went up three nothing in the first half. Uh, Real Real Madrid's comeback fell short. And you love to see it. The Classico, El Clasico is um, this Saturday, I believe. Real Madrid, Barcelona. If you, t- if you can find it to stream or watch, do so. Because it's going to be just a giant shit show the way these two teams are playing. Yeah. Uh, honestly, Shakhtar has shown that you are have to be made of strong stuff if you're reading, eating that uh, Chernobyl radiated fish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a whole other meaning to pickled herring. <laughs> <laughs> There's actual hair on the herring. <laughs> it's mutated into like partially mammal. Uh, <laughs> so far off the rails. Um, anyway. Oh my god. Um, Sasha, tell the good people where they can find you on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Russian Revenant um, and not trying to annex part of Ukraine. Good. Good, that's a good start. Um, I'm at Real Caleb FC. Uh, you can find mostly me tweeting about games and soccer stuff at Two United Fans, TWO United Fans. Find this podcast on all your podcast subscribers. Um, like, uh, give us five stars on iTunes 
and tell your friends to listen to the podcast and still if you if your friends have iPhones, steal their phones and give us five star reviews on iTunes. It helps drive up listenership. Um Thanks to Tectonics for using the song Lustless. There's our theme music. You can find them on YouTube, Bandcamp, Facebook, SoundCloud, I think. Um, probably, most likely. But definitely those, definitely those first three. Um, we do have an Instagram page at TWO United Fans. I'm trying to be more active on there as well. Um, Patreon.com slash United Fans. You can f- sign up for $3 if you want to ha- be in our Slack channel. Ask us questions that make us go should we answer this and then we do anyway five dollars a month gets you that as well as in-depth discussions that are cut from episodes so far not a whole lot yet also some 50 minute off at least 50 minute off topic episodes called the let's talk about series my latest one was about spanish love songs new album brave faces everyone and it was like 32 minutes, so I apologize for that. Uh, $20 a month, you get a shout-out at the end of every episode. And two, count them, two, two United fans logo stickers mailed to you wherever you are. $50 gets a thank you, shout-out at the start of each episode, and two guest appearances per year on this podcast. And maybe an extra one on the Patreon if you want to do that as well. Who knows? Let's get a little nuts. Then... A thousand dollars a month. We will hunt Notch down. We will trace where he has been. We'll find him on his deck that he's building. Take him out and record time to a chair and force him to say that Atlanta is good. Not the TV show about Donald Glover, but the team. We all know, we all agree here at this podcast that the TV show from Donald Glover, Atlanta is very good. But the soccer team, we will make him say that. Good things about that. Um, special thanks, shout out to our com- lead commissioner at that twenty dollars tier, Eric Olson. He asked a question: What beer do I want this Friday? Because I can go see my dad for his birthday, and I'm excited to see him. And I think you knows the answer. It's Scarlet Seven from Red Eye Brewing in Wausau, Wisconsin. Still one of the best beers I've ever had in my entire life. It's so good. And don't worry, we'll be wearing masks and we'll be safe. Um, Sasha, any shout-outs you want to give? No, but I just want to quickly assure anybody who uh, goes for that $1,000 tier that they're getting their money's worth, this isn't just in some, some bogus hunt. We are going, like, Splinter Cell co-op mode into Notch's house to tie him and get him to say those nice things. Hell, if you throw in an extra $10, we'll, you can join the hunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, no. At $3, all of our patrons can join the hunt and we hunt down Notch to... Uh, Time to a chair, make him say good things about Atlanta, but only when someone donates a thousand dollars per month and that check clears. Yep, I will be checking. Yeah, I mean, how, for we sure. get some cheap paintball guns for everybody. What? <laughs> no, 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 no weapons. <laughs> Brute force only. Also, he listens to this, I think. So we love you, Notch. Forget <laughs> everything you said. You heard in the past two and a half minutes. Until then, until next week, my man Sasha. It's been fun. Talk to you later, See man. See ya.